Welcome to Potter Familius, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. And I'm Stefan Sylvester. Every day I realize just how weird I am. What? In comparison to the general populace. Okay, you have to give me an example. Because I think about the searches that I do on YouTube, and I'm just weird when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, I I watched a video the other day, and you know that I'm ADHD, so yeah. any video over three minutes, it's a big deal if I'm invested in. that's That feels like a movie okay. to me if I go over 15 minutes. And I watched a video that was like a half an hour long on concrete homes. Really? Yes. And I wished that it didn't end. <laughs> I, I, because I... Am so in love with the material of concrete. I, I'm laughing because I do the exact same thing, and Afton makes fun of me for it. Oh, I'll find these ridiculous videos so that so weird are like like completely useless information. No, not not no. Just, that's not useless. No, it Back is. Off. It is useless. Concrete. When, okay, wait. Is so, the coolest thing ever. When are you building your concrete home? Hopefully soon. And let me tell you, it won't have any wood in it whatsoever. It'll be steel, concrete, and glass. Okay. That's it. Because concrete is awesome. The fact that you can take limestone and grind it up and superheat it and then make it into Portland cement as a bonding agent, and then you can add fiber, which is fiberglass, in there, and and it comes out as a you know semi-liquid you know, porous material, and then it hardens like stone. That's awesome. I love okay. this stuff. All right, so. I'm a freak of nature, and I recognize that. Yeah, that's a little weirder than what I do on YouTube. Okay, okay. No, I don't think so. I've seen you watch some videos. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, hey, Dad, check this out. They dropped a car into a trampoline. Yeah, it was awesome. It's the guys from New Zealand, I right? Know. Or Australia, yeah, wherever they're from. That, to me, is like, yeah, that's kind of entertaining, but a little useless. The concrete homes. Okay, I, well, hang on I'm a second. I'm coming so up with design ideas. They do Design like, ideas. Okay, you're not. They do like 20-minute videos, and I just skip to the end where they do the big cool thing and watch that 30 seconds and their reaction. That doesn't like, make it any better that you invested time into watching them drop a car into a trampoline. It's cool. Leave me alone. It's equally, I think, as weird in if you're talking comments, about that as what you did. In the comments, you can say which one makes the most sense. Okay, no, no, no. Concrete no. That's homes. That's we're talking about. Or you cars said, under trampolines. You said weird. I was the one that brought up useless information, and I think you have a better argument for yours actually being usable information because yeah. that's important. Yeah, because one day I will build so, a concrete home. Tell us, and in the, you'll yeah, never yeah, drop stop, a car stop, into stop our so, trampoline because it's already so, ripped. In the comments, tell us which video do you think is more weird to watch on YouTube: dropping a car that's onto fair. a giant trampoline yeah, or fair. watching a thirty-minute video about building a house out of concrete. Met several different homes, by the way. Several different homes. Several different homes. I don't Lots think of different designs. Make, I don't think that's going to help you win. Lots of different designs. Yeah, okay, whatever. And if, you know what? I'm going to find that video and link it in our description. <laughs> and you watch how many people watch it. Oh, my gosh. Punch this up here. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> that's, that's so weird. It's awesome. I think that's the word you're looking for is awesome. Wow, Dad. That's awesome. It's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Let me just adjust my opinion here. Dr. Gary Chapman came out with a book that 
I don't know how quickly it became a bestseller, but it is now an international bestseller. When did it, it translate? Do you know? Into se- no, but check it out. Several oh, languages called The Five Love Languages. And although a lot of people might be familiar with the title, if you go down and you just start asking people, what are the five love languages? Oh, wow. Or, or what, what year? 1992. Okay, 92. So mom and I had already been married for a couple years. And what he found, really all he did was identify what he found to be the five love languages, the way that people receive love. And it's not exclusive. It's just prime. Most of people wow. have a primary love language. What? It has been on the New York Times bestseller list consistently since August of 2009. It has not left the bestseller list since then. Which to me makes perfect sense. And and I, I am a huge supporter of this. And I wished that when mom and I finally got a hold of the book and we read it, that I, I, I wish we got it back in 1992 mm-hmm. because it would have had a profound positive effect on our marriage. Yeah. I recognized early on that there were certain things that I would do and say that mom responded to well, that she was like, oh, you know, that, that, that was really nice. Like one time we had a group of sisters over, the Daughters of St. Paul came over for dinner. And I guess they don't get out a lot because they stayed and partied hard. Like they just stayed and stayed and stayed. We had a wonderful meal. We brought up, we broke out the good china. We used every dish in our home. Oh, wow. And you were just a baby, you know, so you went to bed early and they stayed. And then they're like, do you have any coffee? And I'm like looking at my watch going, it's 10 o'clock at night and you want to drink coffee. Okay. So they didn't leave until after midnight. Oh my gosh. And it was awesome. I mean, they were some of the most delightful women that I'd ever spent time with. We laughed so hard that my sides really did hurt. I know that's normally just a euphemism, but it, they really did hurt. because I believe just, you. We were having a great time. And um, Mother Catherine, I believe, was a diabetic, and we knew that beforehand. So she was just delighted that we got one diabetic dessert also. She was nice. like, oh, normally I have to say no to dessert. This is so wonderful. And it was, it was a great time. Anyway. That's awesome. So mom and I, this was a Friday night, and we looked at one another after they finally left, and we we're like, oh, I don't want to start cleaning. And mom's like, don't worry about it. We'll just, you know, we'll get up in the morning. We we, we went to mass, you know, normal Saturday mornings at like 8 or 8.30. She said, we'll come home, and we'll just do dishes until lunchtime, basically, I think is what she said. Well, the next morning, my eyes pop open at 5 a.m. I have no explanation for this. Okay. And so I quietly get up. Just My plan was just to use the restroom and to go back to bed. But when I walked through the kitchen, I went, oh, I should start cleaning. Mm -hmm. And I quietly cleaned for the next two and a half hours. And mom got up at 7.30, and I had already made the coffee. And as she walks in, I am drying the last dish and putting it up into the cupboard. And she teared up and came up, came over to me and hugged me so hard. It was like I just got back from Afghanistan and she hadn't seen me. (laughs) And and I, I was like, wow, she's really reacting well to this. But it didn't register in my mind because I didn't know and classify th- the her love language as acts of service. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with the five, li- five love languages, 
Acts of service is one. So when when you're doing things... Well, hang on, hang on. Tell them the names and then tell us what love languages are. Okay, all right. The love language, what I love about it is if you just think about the vernacular, like you speak, for those of us that are listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure one of the languages that you understand is English because that's the language that we're doing this podcast in. If Stefan and I started doing this podcast in Cantonese... Unless you were from Hong Kong, you would probably have no idea what we were saying. Is that what they speak? Yeah. Oh. It might be super cool and funny and engaging, but you wouldn't understand it. Therefore, it would be hard to get emotionally involved. It would, hard, it would be hard to connect to it. You wouldn't know when to laugh because you wouldn't understand the joke yeah. because it's not a language that you speak. So the love languages, if you just understand them as the vernacular, that's primarily the language that you speak. So acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, uh, quality time, and receiving gifts. Those are the five love languages. And for all of us, they're going to register somewhere in there. Like, Mm -hmm. even though receiving gifts is not my primary love language, you know, it's nice to get a gift once in a while. Yeah. But it's, to me, it's not a big deal as much as it is, because like, I'm not a saver. Receiving gifts is when people like get a card and then they want to save it for 20 years. Yeah. And they'll periodically take it out and go, oh, remember when I got this card? It was from Aunt Susie. And it was that summer. They have all these memories attached to the stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's really kind of cool, but I, I can't understand that because that to me is a foreign language. Do you get it? Yeah. Quality time. I enjoy quality time. I enjoy doing this podcast with you. That's quality time. But if, if you called and said, hey, I'm busy and I can't make it on the normal night that we do the podcast, it wouldn't like crush me. Like quality time people are like, wait. That was time that we were supposed to spend together. And I was expecting that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you saying that you were going to spend that time with me is telling me that you love me. Therefore, the antithesis is true. Ugh. If you say, I'm not coming, it's like you're saying... That you hate you. Yeah, or I don't love you. And that, <laughs> right. that's rough. That's rough. Physical touch. This one was hard for mom. It's hard for mom to understand that she makes incredible food. She serves like crazy because you normally speak to other people the language that you want to hear. That right. you that you so with her with acts of service, she's cooking. If you come to our house and you don't let her feed you, she's gonna be insulted. She's I'm gonna just be warning very you right now. Insulted. I'm warning you right now. It's gonna that's be insulted. A, that's her thing. So if if she prepares this huge meal, I, I'm gonna be honest. I love it. It's fantastic. I it's a good thing that I do intermittent fasting because I would weigh 400 pounds if I <laughs> ate everything that my wife set before me because yeah. it's all delicious and wonderful. But she doesn't understand that it's more important for her to hug me mm-hmm. than it is to cook for me. Yeah. And that's hard for her because just as I talked about with the different languages, like I have a friend of mine that speaks German and English, and sometimes she she slips up and starts speaking German. And then I have to go, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, wait, wait, you lost English, me. You lost me. Because I don't understand what you're saying. And then she starts laughing because she's like, it's so funny, Todd, that you don't understand it. I'm like, why is that funny? 
Because she's like, well, I'm speaking it and I know what I'm saying, but you, you, and that's the same thing with the love languages. Like someone who is a quality time person is like, don't you understand? I I just spent these 20 minutes and it was intense and I looked in your eyes and that person is going, yeah, but I really wanted you to give me a hug or I really wanted you to, I don't know, make me a sandwich. I don't know. Or bring me a gift or something. Right, right. Does that make sense? It does. No, I I understand. I, I think this was just for the benefit of our listeners. Like, I get it. And that was something that I had to contend with very early on in Afton and I's marriage was, now granted, we understood it because we've heard you talk about it. Uh, That book was one of the ones that was recommended to us by many, many couples that we knew that were already married. And so we grappled with it almost immediately, trying to figure out the other person's love language. And you remember when you're in your early 20s, you don't really know like anything about yourself. Trying to figure it out. You're figuring all that stuff out along with your new spouse, which is kind of fun. Mm And I've discovered that for me, the love language that I receive best is in, I'm not sure which order, but physical touch and quality time. Mm -hmm. And Afton is like the polar opposite of me. Isn't that funny (laughs) how we marry these people that are completely opposite from us? Yeah. Although I will say this, this is an interesting wrinkle in our marriage is she hates it when anyone touches her except me. Well, right, and what I would call that is accents. If you you want to continue with the theme of languages, is you've got to work on your accents, and so it's going to be different. It's mm-hmm. going to be different with different people. Well, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because you know how a lot of women talk to each other in the South. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey, oh my goodness, I just can't <laughs> believe that you think that. And y'all can't see if you're if you're listening to the audio only, but I'm touching my dad all over his arms right now. They, Oh, he was just, he didn't know what was going on. Or, oh my goodness, you just, you brought that last week. And so there's lots of touching that happens when Southern women talk to one another. And Afton hates it. She hates it. But, but, but you got to kind of work it out. Like one time I gave a talk on the five love languages and I, and I s- s- admitted that my love language is physical touch. And, and mom was there. Yeah. So she can attest that this woman comes up and she goes, oh. <gasps> And same thing. She's like touching my shoulder. She's like, my love language is physical touch too. Oh, no, and that's when no, mom no, is like no, kind no. of, you know, standing yep. closer. And she goes, don't you love massages? Oh, oh my and, gosh. And I, I said, actually, no, <laughs> I don't. Because to me, a massage is too intimate. Mm-hmm. It, now, I love massages from mom. Just as mom's love language is not physical touch, but she loves when I rub her feet. Mm-hmm. So it, th- that's part of the working out the details right it's just working out the details you can't plug in a simple formula and go oh receiving gifts here's a present here's a present here's another present it's like calm down <laughs> calm down <laughs> you, you have to try to figure out what really works for the other person i love this I, example but i will say yeah. that there are a couple things that now i've incorporated into my life that i wouldn't have unless i was conscious about the five love languages yeah mom we used to, you know, pretty much, I guess it just depended on who got out of bed first. And I think at the time I was getting out of bed first a lot because I was driving the school bus route. But I never made the bed. Yeah. Because I used to joke that I thought it was useless. You're getting back in the bed. It doesn't have to look nice. It's in the bedroom. No one's going in your bedroom. It's not like your bedroom is in the living room. Like, calm down, people. You don't need a bazillion of the little decorative pillows. Dumb, mm. dumb, dumb. As mm-hmm. a man, just dumb. You know how many women are wincing listening yes, to you say this Yes, right well, just give me 20 seconds and <laughs> this, then you'll be fine. This is a common because, sentiment. Because I came to realize 
my, that mom, she admitted to me, she goes, listen, I like when the bed's made because to me, it's like an anchor for order in my life. Raising 10 kids, there was chaos always. I mean, it was just the constant mess. You're constantly walking around trying to create order. You're trying yeah. to pick things up. And you've, you also realize there's very little control in your life that but, you have. But the bed. But the bed you can make, and then yeah. you can actually look in the bedroom and go, oh, something is ordered. I'm pretty sure there were at least two times I can remember where mom threatened physical harm uh, to me <laughs> because I messed up the bed after she had made it. But one time she actually said to me, I, I forget what happened. Again, it was I wish I had been less clueless and more keyed in to what was really going on in life. Yeah. Because... I made the bed one time and she came in. She goes, Oh, you made the bed. And I should have then registered, Todd, make the bed from now on. Yeah. Because mom really likes this. But I didn't. And then she had to vocalize it. When we read the book, The Five Love Languages, she kind of offhandedly said, Yeah. And, you know, I just love it when you make the bed. She almost like mumbled it, <laughs> thinking that'll never happen. But I would really just love it. Well, I, I got determined. I got determined. I said, You know what? I'm going to make the bed from now on. Not only am I going to make it, I'm going to make it well. Mm -hmm. Because that's something that my wife really likes. And I even told her the other day, I said, you've changed me. Because I used to joke about not making the bed. But even now, I remember. even, you know, and I hope that I'm 100 when this happens. But if I'm a widower, I'm still going to make the bed. Yeah. Because it makes sense. It, mm -hmm. it, now it makes sense to me. And I, now some of the guys that are listening are like, Todd, you're a jerk. My wife's listening to this, and that's going to make well, me I mean, make the bed. Is it? I mean, is it that big of a deal to do it? I never made my bed either, and I had to have the same transition happen in my marriage, where my wife explained to me now in different words, mm -hmm. but she explained the same principle to me, which is she structures the what is it? The order of her day around that first thing that you do, which is making the bed. Yeah. So now we make it every morning. There you now, go. Now there are some mornings where she has to remind me. But so I'm still working on that. Yeah. But. Well, you've only been married for how many years now? For six years. Oh, so. golly. I was like 15 years in before I got it. Oh, yeah. So we got some time. That yeah. makes me feel better. But, yeah. but knowing that now, I have it in the back of my head that that's an important thing to do because it makes my wife happy. Yeah. And, and I think if, every husband does this. Everybody if, has that stuff in the back of their head. And if you become conscious of it, you know, when you figure out the love languages of the people that you love. And how they react to things. Yeah. Then it just makes sense that you want them to know that you love them by speaking their language. Like if it was actually another language, like if one of your children only spoke French, mm. then you'd want to go up to them and say, then, you know, you'd want to say, I love you. Yeah. So that they could understand. Marie, the baguettes. Because you can't do the American Sorry. thing with the five love languages and go, well, as long as I speak it loud enough and slowly. They'll understand me. I love you. Okay. Um, attacking the entire South. Well, I'm right in now. the South. Yeah. So I'm attacking myself. <laughs> but the, the point is you, you have to speak their love language, not yours. Right. Not I, yours. I, I get it. We have, it. we have some friends, the couple, that it's funny because my love language is physical touch and, uh, and mom's is acts of service. And they're exactly the opposite. So the wife is physical touch and the husband is acts of service. Interesting. And it's hilarious to watch them because the struggles that they go through is us just switching Switched. people. <laughs> and so that's why it's just comical to us yeah. because they'll, 
because what you normally want to do is speak your love language loudly and succinctly so that the other person feels loved and it's mm. useless. So he'll come home and want to say, I love you by vacuuming. And she's like, come and snuggle with me on the, on the couch for a few minutes and tell me about your day. You know, a little quality time thrown in there too. And, and then he starts doing the dishes. Yeah. And then she feels rejected. Because. And then he's mad that the dishes weren't done. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, they're blowing up in an argument when all, all they really needed to do was recognize right. the other person's love language and like, speak it. You know how this works, right? <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to answer that question. No. No. They don't not. know how yeah. it works because it's just trying to understand what you have to do. Like with me, it's super easy. I don't have any resistance to doing chores. I don't have any resistance. It's like if there are, are toy blocks on the ground, you pick them up and you put them in the container. Yeah. And then mom's like, oh, thank you. And if there's other stuff that needs to get picked up, you just pick it up. Books need to be put back in the bookshelf and uh, break out the vacuum. And there there you go. W- okay, this was a funny story. Okay. One time way back when, before cell phones, we're on long distance and she's talking with her family. And I... Uh, I was playing with one of y'all and you came around the corner and you dumped a bunch of chips on the on the floor. Mom, I'm and, sorry. And this was when we lived in Tennessee yeah. and it was carpeted floor. Oh no, that's the worst. And it was it, you were shouldn't have been getting the chips anyway because it was time for you to go to bed. And she's talking on the phone, she rolls her eyes like I'll I'll deal with that. We can't run a vacuum cleaner right now because I'm on the phone. And it it wasn't cordless phone. I mean, it's, you know, you can't go away. <laughs> it's right. one of the, so I got you to bed. Everyone's going up to bed and everything. Like, I come down and she's still on the phone and I start picking up the chips. And she's looking at me like, you don't have to do that. You know, we'll get the vacuum cleaner out. And I said, I got it, I got it. So I'm just picking up the chips. And I'm really, I'm listening in on the conversation also because it's, I'm getting the news of the family and right. getting the updates. Well, I start picking it up so finitely that I'm picking up all the little crumbs and everything. And it gets to the point where I'm like, you know what? I, I can get it to where we don't even have to vacuum this carpet. Like, I'm going to do this. I, mm-hmm. And I just pick everything up and, to, and the carpet's clean. And I go and I, I dump it out. Well, afterwards, mom gets off the phone and she comes over and she kisses me. <laughs> like, she <laughs> is so happy that she didn't have any vacuuming to do because yeah. I handpicked up the carpet and I still didn't didn't register in my head that that's because she's access service. Right. Well, I mean, unless somebody explains it to you, it's not something that is immediately obvious for a married couple. So I don't blame you for not realizing that. But yeah. again, because we've talked about the love languages before, I had a similar experience recently where I had the kids, Afton was at work, and normally it's the opposite. Normally I'm the one who's out at work on the weekends playing a gig or, excuse me, or recording music or whatever. And she's at home and she has to put the kids to bed, do all the chores. And then when I get back, I'm normally just taking a shower and then getting in bed. Well, I had the kids and she had told me, okay, make sure you do this for dinner and make sure you do it this way and blah, blah, blah. She gave me all the instructions. I was like, okay, awesome. Thank you so much for setting all this up. I got you. So I did everything, uh, gave the kids dinner, got them dressed for bed, brushed their teeth, put everything where it's supposed to go, cleaned the kitchen, did the dishes, swept Whoa. the floor. Whoa. Now, it doesn't take that long. Our house is not that big. I don't know. I'm still amazed. Well, it, That's awesome. 
Should I be insulted that you're amazed? By no, that? no, because I'm thinking if I had done that for mom, she would have been just very happy. Yes. All right. And so I uh, finished everything. And about 10 minutes later, Afton comes walking through the door and she comes in and she uh, sets down her stuff. She goes, okay, what chores are left to do? And I go, none. And she was like, that's impossible. so i said okay well uh the dishes are done and i swept the floor and the kids all got their teeth brushed and every everybody's down i even like cleaned up a little bit in the den so i cleaned up the den before i'm finished saying all of this she's like coming over to like make out with me (laughs) and and it was it was hysterical And That's I awesome. was I thought at the time I was like, man, this love languages thing is is real. Yeah. And it, it it matters. It matters if you really want to make your spouse happy. Yeah. Because they're the most intimate and important relationship in your life if you're married. So yeah. why wouldn't you? And and even the whoever you're close with, you can kind of get a read on it. Like when when I was a youth minister and I would give talks, you're up in front of the group of teens and we had built an actual theater type area for them to sit on so you can get a good view of the everyone's faces because they're on different levels and with the lights on as i'm giving the talk i can tell in about 20 seconds whose love language is words of affirmation because if i say things like you guys are awesome it's just so beautiful to see you all here and i'm i'm so edified which is all true by the way when i'm saying it you can tell by the expression on their face if their love language is words of affirmation because they're all yep. like, Oh, thanks, Todd. That's so great. Thank you. You're so sweet to say that. Mm-hmm. Whereas most of the kids are like, yeah, all right. So what's for dessert? You know what I mean? Yeah, the boys especially. Well, and no, because some of the guys, it's words of affirmation. So you can tell they're kind of looking like, yeah, that means a lot to me. I mm-hmm. may not want to be able to show that right, but it, around it, the, the other inside, guys. It does but mean it really a lot does mean me. a lot to me because yeah. every single one of us wants to be loved. Yeah, I would agree. We all want to be loved. We all want to feel loved. And the people that are closest to you, it's super important for you to be able to love them. Mm-hmm. And what I recommend to people is if if you don't know their love language, give them the whole spectrum. Yeah, try and to then identify see it. what sticks. Mm-hmm. See what sticks. Because it might even be a, a, a couple things. Like I, I know some of our kids, it's definitely more words of affirmation. Some of them, definitely quality time. Like, definitely. Like, you know, some of you guys, when you call, if I I would have to be bleeding profusely to not answer. Like, you know, even if I'm having a meeting with the Pope, I'll I'll be like, excuse me, your holiness, I've got to take this call. Whereas you're right. Some of the other kids, it's cool to send it to voicemail Mm -hmm. because their love language is not quality time. So it, you you want to look at the inverse so that people don't feel rejected. Right. They want to feel loved. They definitely don't want to feel rejected. Yeah. And it's important to understand this, right, in any relationship. Yeah. So you got to look out for it. Now that you know they exist, then you can start to identify the ways that you can love your friends and family better, which I think we all are supposed to do. And if you haven't read the book, I highly recommend it, The Five Love Languages. He's got offshoots of it where he's got some written for couples or written for parents or written for whatever, you know, I don't know. He's probably got one for coworkers now (laughs) because he's got everything. And you can go to the website, the five love languages.com. Check it out. Dr. Chapman, if you are listening to this podcast, thank you. We really like your book. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I'm a huge proponent of it. When I'm there are two books, by the way, that I always recommend to people getting married. One is the Five Love Languages, and the other one is His Needs, Her Needs by Dr. Willard Harley. Uh, it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Good stuff. There you go. So, do we have a, a cool thing? Do you have a cool thing? I was supposed to come up with one, but I did not. Okay, the cool thing is that we neither of us have a cool thing. That's not a cool thing. It's, no one is going to think that's a cool that's thing. That's a lame the thing. The cool thing is that I had to borrow my brother's shirt, so and I'm that, like... And that's a lame thing. I'm like popping out of the shirt right now. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I could be popping let's out, go. too. Yeah, let's see. If you watch the YouTube video, we're flexing. Yeah. And, yeah, there's not much to see here. Mm-hmm. You right. can tell by the effort. I think I that's just strained you. myself. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you better be careful. Okay. You know. I got a hernia. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Potter Familius. Y'all, we really appreciate it. Do Thank all you the guys. things. Like, share, subscribe. Become a patron. If you want to. That would be cool. That would be cool. And thanks so much for listening. We appreciate y'all. <laughs> we'll see you next time.